Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're listening to us, we really appreciate you tuning in. Today, it's Danny, and I'm joined by the man himself, Daniel. How are you today, Dan? I am fans. Well, I tell you what, Danny, I'm in a, I'm in a good mood. It nearly got derailed thanks to some prick this morning, but I don't know. I'm good. I'm good. Do you know what? Considering it's been a really big wrestling weekend, I'm not actually drained from it all. Like, do you remember that weekend about a month ago? Yeah. Uh, what was it? The extra flipping it that drained us that much. We've not done a podcast since. But yeah, that that weekend, you know, when uh, it was Matt Riddle against Drew Gulak, Extreme Rules, that fucking terrible AEW show. Um, yeah, that was a long weekend. That, but yeah, this was a good weekend, weren't it? It was. I, I know you. You did you watch NXT? No, I haven't yet. I watched the. Uh, I watched the first two matches. Um, I've got to watch NXT and ROH tonight. Um, <clears throat> so. It, it hasn't been too bad for me because obviously I've I've only watched the limited amount. Um, but what what have you been watching? What have, what have you watched over the course of the weekend? Well, I, I got up Saturday morning. Well, it seems ages ago now. Saturday morning, uh, I watched the G1 Block A final. It was um, uh, the the main event. Obviously, was Ibushi against Okada, but the Tanahashi Will Osprey match. Oh. I was literally, Danny, it takes a lot for me to get like this. I was literally stood up in front of my TV. It was like I was cheering on a North End attack. Uh, it was just that that, What's one of them? that match. Well, it, I don't know. Ask Wigan. They was on the end of a few the <laughs> other day. But yeah, so yeah, I watched Tanahashi Osprey. Love that match. Go and check that match out. Um, Okada Ibushi I thought was great. But I felt, I said this to Neil, um, I think they was holding a little bit back for a later date, which... Spoiler alert, looks like they were. Uh, so, yeah, I watched the Block A final, Stanny. I then went on Preston versus Wigan. Forgot all about Callum Robson, whoever he is. North End. Callum Robson. Robinson to you. Robinson. Yeah, we smashed Wigan 3-0. Them dirty little pie-munching bastards. They got back in the little minibus, back to Wigan. Uh, yeah, got beat 3-0. And then I came home watched NXT, NXT, Danny. Do you know what? I was thinking about this. Where is it in the market for NXT right now? Right, you've got, if you're into entertainment, yeah, or into sports entertainment, you've got your WWE, on you? You've got AEW on a lesser extent. They're trying to say they're doing sports wrestling. It's it's still a bit, a little bit like WWE. And then for the great wrestling, yeah, you've got, you have got the G1 You've got New Japan Pro Wrestling, right? I've watched 70 or 80 matches from the G1 this month. That's There's been no podcast. That's what I've been up to. Smashing the G1. And then it was it was like a fish out of water, Danny. I'd gone from watching that to then watching NXT TakeOver Saturday night. And it was like these guys are going there trying to put on like great matches. And it, it just wasn't working for me. It wasn't like the G1 that I'd just been... I'm just that used to watching New Japan this last month. I was like, what is this? They're just... Do you know what I mean? The, the, I felt like... I know you you like Mauro Ronello, Danny. Get, get me started, Mauro, right? I've gone from listening to Kevin Kelly eloquently uh, explaining just, the stories. Just to say, Mauro Ronello is the greatest combat sports announcer at the moment in the world. Right, well, if you think that, that's fine. Maybe for boxing or whatever you want to say, or whatever fake sport he commentates on outside of wrestling. But, um, the fucking gullible marks believe it's all real as well. <laughs> yeah. So, Mauro, I've gone from Kevin Kelly, Danny, right? Kevin Kelly, he'll explain the match. 
Do you know what I mean? He'll explain all the stories, everything that's gone on the day before from the tag matches that I've not watched because I don't have time to watch. He explains everything. Do you know what I mean? And then I'm watching Mauro Ranello, yeah? And I'm just going, oh, oh, oh! He's, yeah, do you know what I mean? He's going off. He's off his tits. I don't know what he's been snorting before the match has started. I'm just thinking, oh, shut up, mate. You're telling me this is like this million match is the greatest thing of all time. And I'm thinking, fuck off. I, I don't know. Mauro Ranello, he's not for me. He's not my cup of tea. Um, I well, don't, just, Am I allowed just, to say that? I don't know. Just let me interject here at, the, uh, at this point. You, you've actually asked two really good. You, you put over two really good points of view there. And I think they both link into each other. So where where does NXT fit in? And then you've you've talked about the differences between Kevin Kelly and Maranello. Um Maranello is a high energy commentator. He always has been. Back in the days of um Strike Force, uh, sorry, Pride, Strike Force, and then even up today with the big heavyweight contest that he's been calling. It's um he's always been of that. He's obviously uh, if you've seen the documentary, you know that he's like um, he has his mental health issues, which actually spares on his uh, hyper hyperactivity disorder, and he also hyperactivity disorder is the wrong thing. But he gets in hyper modes, and he gets in very very low modes as well. And obviously, when he's performing, he's in hyper mode. Um, what WWE NXT is is it's what WWE fans like me and you want to see. A lot of the time in WWE, it's got the high rate. It's got that the really good uh, production. It's easy to watch. It's a WWE show, but with different in-ring styles. Um, I think that's where that fits in. And Morinello fits in with that style. New Japan has got the. It, it presents itself as a kickboxing event. Um, you know the the way that the shows are uh, are put together, the way that they're diarized and scheduled. And Kevin Kelly treats it as such. He treats it as a sport, so he will give you a little bit of why the match is happening, what's going on, even as much as having the uh, Chris Charlton there doing the uh, the translation. Um, and I think that is why, I think both of those points you made are really good, and I think that's where they fall into each other. Uh, well, all I can say is, Danny, yeah, I w- I think NXT are trying to just... They're, they're the like for the wrestling fans. They're for these diehard fans. The WWE fans that want something different and, I don't know, yeah. are too scared to log into New Japan World. Right, whatever, yeah? But for me, it's just like... They're trying to be the super indie, the New Japan promotion. It just... I just find it all a bit overrated, to be honest. I always have done, if I'm honest, but... That's, p- that's probably a really good this, way... A really good way of explaining the WWE Super Indie. And they're doing a good job of it, mate. Listen to the crap. They do, me. I I really don't. I think it's overrated. I really do. I think WWE fans are just like, oh my God, what is this? They're actually wrestling. When I I, I just don't get it, me. I think it was good a few years ago, but. I'm I'm pretty sure I could go back even a couple of months ago and say, and remember you saying, near enough, every takeover you're guaranteed a good matches. And you can't see the good card. Well, I'll tell you what to do, Danny. Listen to me on the podcast that we've done discussing every WrestleMania we've been to. I've been to three takeovers at WrestleMania weekend, and I haven't enjoyed one of them. Yeah, you said you said you enjoyed the one at, at New York. I think what you were saying is a lot of the time that was because where you were sat. Um, it was, you know, I, I, don't get me wrong, I, I do remember you saying, and I think when we were in New Orleans, that, you know, you'd have preferred to be at the uh, at Supercard. Um, yeah. 
I just think, and I just don't, I don't know, something about it, Danny. And I think, I don't know, I, I was trying to enjoy the show. I've I've changed my, in this month's time, I've had a lot of time to think. If, yeah. I'm, if I want to watch good wrestling, yeah, I'm going to get my good wrestling on. I'm going to watch New Japan, yeah. WWE, if I'm watching WWE, I'm not going to go in thinking, right, I'm going to watch some good wrestling, right? So that's my entertainment hat on. Well, whatever you want to call it. So I went in with no expectation. Then for NXT, I'm sort of thinking, well, I've got my wrestling with New Japan, got my sports entertainment with WWE. What is NXT? Is it, are they trying to have good wrestling? And then I've got Mauro Ranella. I know, like Danny, he's got his mental health issues, whatever. He doesn't like to talk about it. But anyway, he's got his mental health issues. Fair enough. Do you know what I mean? Respect all that. But he's just shouting down my ear for two hours. I mean, our listeners know what that's like. But he's just shouting <laughs> after everything. I'm thinking, fucking hell. Do you know what? It's desperate times when I've got Mauro Ranello shouting. I'm thinking, come on, Beth. Say something, Beth. Because nobody needs to listen to Beth Phoenix talk. Poor Edge. Fuck me. Couldn't be asked being in. But anyway, so <laughs> we're back with a vengeance, can, ladies and gentlemen. Can, I, know, I know. Well, listen, can I just put a... What you were saying there about um, and I say, and as people have probably noticed, the... We haven't had a podcast for a while, and that's for um, that's for a variety of reasons. One of them being that I've started a new job, which has taken up a, a lot more time than I expected. Um, uh, not just between the nine to five business hours, but getting in early, staying in, staying late, entertaining people, work related drinks and meals and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's taken up a lot of my time. Um, Add to that football, new football season starting, and generally just being busy with life. Um, how's, it, how's it going, the job anyway? Should I know we're on it? But whatever, it, is it going all right now? You it's it's, in? Go, it's going good. Things need to uh, need to speed up, but nice people. I'm appreciated in there. Um, they take you out to nice dinners. They take you go and get your breakfast without saying anything, and the, you know you are generally appreciated. Um, so I'm enjoying. Uh, but the side is that is I'm not getting as much as much wrestling as I, as I used to. So when I'm coming home, um, G1's been on, and I've probably watched five shows of the G1, and um, that include that that is just the G1 matches, other than the first night. So literally just the tournament matches. Um, so the last couple of weeks when I've been saying I should be watching more, I should be watching more. What's actually put me off? Is because, and I love New Japan, you know, I've liked New Japan for a long, long time. Uh, You know what the style is I like. I've been coming home after a long day and thinking, well, I've got two hours to do something before I go to bed. Um, Let's put something on. And it's killing me to put New Japan on because even though I know it's good, it's so serious. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Especially with it being the G1. And then there's the pressure that you build up thinking, well, do you know what? I haven't. I've hardly watched any of the G one. Uh, I know it's going to be good, but blah blah blah. But it's it it, 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 it was a pressure. It's not as fun, um, or it hasn't been. It didn't seem a fun thing to do when you got home. It was more of a chore, which is strange, um, because normally you know I, I do love, love the tournaments, uh, New Japan tournaments. So it's been a bit of a strange one for me. Um, I've enjoyed uh, what, which will probably hopefully move us on to this. I've enjoyed today's show, the show that was on this morning. Um, I got to uh, I got to watch the majority of the show. Um, I think the only one I didn't I missed out on was the um, was the the first couple of matches and the yeah the first two matches that I missed out on. So I've also tried to watch SummerSlam this morning as well. Um, Danny, a little bit of takeover. So 
should we? T- you know, you know, going back to what you were just saying. Yeah. Do you know what I mean about the the whole G one? I know what you mean. It's like, say, if you've only got those two hours when you get back from work or whatever. Yeah. Although I'm not gonna lie, I'd probably grind it out. But I I can see where you're coming from because it's all right for me because I've been well. To be honest with you, I've been there. Normally, I'd like stay with my little girl like till about a bit later. But I've been coming back a little bit earlier. Yeah, purely to get the G, watch the G1. Then when it gets to about half nine, I can have a couple of hours just... Like, if you're watching the G1, to me, going on your phone isn't really an option. You need to be concentrating. Exactly. And at the end of the day, it's like I've found it a lot easier to watch the week... Like, this weekend, the weekend shows, I've been watching them at 11 in the morning, yeah? And it's a lot easier when you like, I found it like I'm proper into the matches. Whereas if you're watching after a long day at work, say, like, I've been going to the gym every day seeing my little girl and then you get home and then you're thinking right now i've got to concentrate on something for two hours whereas say if you're watching wwe you can sit on your phone you can exactly message neil calling him a cunt you can do you know what i mean you can do all those things i wouldn't say that about neil neil oh well fucking actually what the same neil that fucking ruined ruined the return of one of the greats in wrestling yeah that fucking prick Anyway, sorry, if you don't know Neil, by the way, follow him on Twitter, he's a prick. Um, he is a, No, he's lovely, he's lovely. Anyway. We should um, probably talk about this Abushi jay White match. We should, really. Um, before we do, I'm going to I'm, I'm throw this is a surprise on you as well. This is not a sponsorship. However, I'm going to have to throw a plug in here. Um, there's a brewery in Liverpool called Top Rope Brewery. And the um, the the there's a couple of pubs in Liverpool around the Ship and Might and Dead Crafty. They've also got an online shop. You can grab one of these brews. Some of them are absolutely fantastic. Um, there's like a stone. Uh, where, where are we? Papa Mango instead of Papa Shango. Um, some of the names are absolutely fantastic. Some of the brews are really nice. The American Dream IPA. I had that. That was fantastic. Um, there's, there's a few. There's a lot of different ones. But my favourite one in terms of the name is between. Cold Stone Cream Austin, which is just a lovely, lovely drink. And the best one of a lot, I think, is Vanilla Monsoon. Absolutely brilliant. You can go down and try them, do have a look, and have a look on the shop. This isn't a sponsorship. It's just great, great branding. Sorry, Dan. No, it's all right. If you want if you want to plug something, you can. Um, yeah, like I say, it's not a sponsorship. I fucking... Oh. Chris Jericho is listening to his podcast every 10 minutes. He's oh, my plugging, stakes. He's plugging this. He's plugging that. I'm thinking, fucking hell, time is of the essence, my friend. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? I only have about six hours a day when I'm working to listen to podcasts. I don't want you plugging something about toothache. Anyway. Ibushi versus, Ibushi versus JY. JY. The G129 Climax final. Kota Ibushi versus JY. Danny, if you'd have told me JY was going to be in the final of G1... Maybe at the start of the year, I'd have been like, fucking Jay White. Are they taking the piss? But he's transformed himself for me, I think. I don't know. He, he's very character-based. Um, but I think watching him over the tournament, I know you've not watched a lot, but I've really sort of grown into his style. These, these I've really enjoyed his uh, G1 run this time. So I was fine with him being in the final. Um, I, I'm going to say a lot of people like, oh, Naito should be in the final. To me, if you're going to go with Ibushi to win the final, Danny... Put someone like Jay White in who can get a bit of a rub from being in the final. Naito's not going to benefit from uh, being in the final and losing. So get Jay White in there. Get that on his belt. G1 final. Big match. No problem for me. 
he's continuing to prove people wrong, and I include myself in that, Jay. Okay. Um, yeah, he's uh, at a fantastic year. Um, from being IWGP champion, so then people comparing him with Roman Reigns, so then putting in this this shift at the G1. Fair play to him. He's um, he's still not my favourite person to watch. However, he's growing on me with every match. Yeah, when his matches are on, I'm not thinking, oh, for fuck's sake, Jay White match. I'm thinking, oh, it'll be all right. Do you know what I mean? I don't go into it expecting a clean 20-minute wrestling match with no interference, but it's just the character in it. And it, I feel like he sort of matches the Switchblade character a little bit more than he did yes. a few months ago. It felt, felt forced a few months ago. Yeah, whereas now um, it's evolved. I was a big fan of Jay White when he was on excursion in ROH, and I really thought he was going to be a big thing. Didn't think he was going to be as big as he's been, I'll be honest. But um, the the Switchblade character, I think, turned me off, and is I'm now only now coming around to it. Um, so it was never Jerry White himself; it was always the Switchblade character. But I'm really, really coming around to it. It was a re- it was a really good hard hit. Match. It was a New Japan match. Um, I said to you off air, it was a really good match. I did want a little bit more. And it's hard to place, place an intangible on that, whether it was the atmosphere or what have you. It was a G1 final. I wanted a little bit more out of both of them. However, the match was still really, really, really good. Yeah, I know what you mean. It, it was no Tanahashi Ibushi from last year. Um, it was no Tanahashi Will Ospreay from Saturday. But it it, it, it was a great match. Um, it, do you know what I mean? I... I, I love the bit when he uh, did he kick out of the comma the Komagoye? He kicked out the Komagoye, which not many not many people get to do. Obviously, then he, he has, well, that's been a trend of this tournament, Danny. Basically, New Japan will someone will hit the finisher, the other guy will kick out, and then they'll just hit the finisher again and pin him. That is something you don't see in many other places. But really, if you think about it logically, if someone's hit kicked out your finish, you're gonna hit it, try and hit it again, aren't you? Whereas in WWE, I'm trying not to bash WWE, say like, I don't know, say if John Cena hits an FU on Randy Orton, John Cena then ain't going to pick him up and hit another one. He's probably going to get up to his feet and then an RKO out of nowhere is going to come. Whereas instead, it does make sense, I think, for, to go for the finish against. Yeah, I love that. Um, it was a great match. It was a great match. It wasn't, in for me, in the top 10 matches of this tournament. Um, Danny, right, so that, we pretty much said what we wanted about that. We're mm. going to see Okada. We're pretty much sure we're going to see Okada and Ibushi live at Wrestle Kingdom. It's going to be great, isn't it, that? Nah, I'm looking forward to Also, I, I really enjoyed the um, the tag team match between um, Okada and uh, Tana- Tanahashi versus uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Minoru Suzuki. Um, just exactly what you'd expect from this lot. But brutal, hard-hitting, submission-based Suzuki, the king, just being an absolute legend and doing what he normally does and tearing people apart. Really, really good matches. You want to catch that as well. I couldn't bring myself to watch it, Danny. I'm literally, I've watched that much, <laughs> that much. It just all sort of merges, not merge into one, but like, but yes, I've been saying to Neil all tournament actually that Suzuki is going to get a victory over um, Okada and they're probably going to have a match at the Copper Box. That would be the match that I would say. I think they're going to do. Because obviously I thought, do you know what I mean? If Suzuki's not in the G1, they're going to give him something. Um, he's obviously really over with the Western crowd. So I think Okada yeah. Suzuki is a great way to go for the Copper Box. As long as they, I tell you what, Danny, 
I don't know what you think about this, right? Have you watched any of the Sonata matches in this G1? Yeah, yeah, I've seen, uh, oh. seen a few of the early ones. He's so fucking overrated, literally. He's not, I've said this before, but he's not the sort of guy you'd want to go out for a pint with. He, he looks boring as fuck. Um, every match, he's putting his hand over his ears. The New Japan crowd, bless him, love him to bits, but fuck me. He, 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 evil has had a much more impressive G1 than Sonard has. Mm-hmm. He's just, and we have to watch another Okada Sonada match. Said, I said, I was saying to Neil, if, if they announce Okada versus Sonada in the main event of the Copper Box, expect to see me at Nottingham Forest versus North End because I, I ain't sitting through that. But yeah, so we're, I'm looking at the Copper Box. It's probably going to get Okada Suzuki. We've got Tanahashi Saber. That's the second time we're going to see that match live. Um, maybe Ishii against Kenta. But the last thing I want to talk to you about with the G1, Danny Shibata. Do you think he's back? It looks like fucking, it to me. I fucking hope not. I really, really hope not. Um, it looks, it looks like he was back. Yeah, he looked in great condition. Um, I don't want to see him take another fucking headbutt or give him another headbutt. I, 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 I seen Shibata, seen him live a couple of times, and he's brutal. Um, and he was, he was. It was a joy to watch, and then that happened, and you thought, "Shit, I, I'm asking too much of him here." Um, and I think we all felt a little bit guilty. So, if he comes back and he, he cha- he's got to change his style to to a huge, huge degree. Um, I probably feel uncomfortable watching him the first couple of months. If he changes his style, and then hopefully he will, if that's going to be the case, then yeah. Um, so not that I don't like him, not that I, because I, I, I love watching him. It's, I, I'd just be very, very worried each time I, I, until I got a certain level of comfort with him being back. Yeah, I know you can compare it a little bit to Daniel Bryan. It was a little bit like that for the first few months, you know, in his but, matches, you're thinking, don't be doing your dives out of the ring and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think, it's, I mean, he could have died, Shabata. There was, this was, whereas Brian could have really, really hurt himself, and and you know, maybe, you know, maybe done something for a bit. There's a good possibility Shabata could have died. Um, so there's a difference there between that. Um, I really hope he doesn't come back. Um, and if he does, I hope it's one-offs. But. You never know. I'm not a. I'm not a doctor. If he's been checked out, as I say, look physically, he looks better. It was great for a long time. Yeah. Um. So basically, what 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 prompted all this was there was um a tag team match: Yoshihashi, Tamahiro Ishii, and Kenta, and they were fighting the Bullet Club, um, Fale and the uh, Gorillas of Destiny. And at the end, towards the end of the match, Ishii went for a tag. Kenta stepped down away from the ring and wouldn't tag in for, uh, for Ishii. Um, they ended up, Bullet Club ended up um, winning the match. It was after Kenta come in and laid out Ishii and then Yoshihashi attacked him and it becomes the Kenta that joins the Bullet Club. Um, then, obviously, uh, Shibata comes out because he was the one that introduced him back to New Japan and the, the, you know, the G1 got him in the G1. And he, he took him out. 
Um, after, after a good, strong display from Shibata, Kenta took him out. Um, but as I say, he did look fantastic. I've got to give him that. He was in great physical shape. Yeah, I'd love to. I want to see him back full time. I mean, as long as he stops like them stupid headbutts, stuff like that. Um, mm. I think New Japan could do with him. But Danny, I think it is now time to talk about what is it branded the biggest party of the summer? WWE SummerSlam 2019. So, SummerSlam opened. It was a good pre-show. I managed to actually stay awake for the pre-show, which makes uh, makes a change from what, what normally happens. I think at the wrong time. Or, and I watched Drew Gulak versus Only Logan. Now, I don't think we're going to spend a great deal of time looking at each match, mate. But I loved this match. You know me and me 205. I really, really enjoyed this. Did you get a, man, a chance to catch this, or were you still watching the footy? Well, no, I, I was watching... Uh... The the Atlanta game, the Italian champions, Atlanta against New York, <laughs> New York City, Play, playing in Georgia. Yeah, playing in Georgia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it took me a second, then Danny, but I know what you're on about. Um, yeah. So I was watching that, and then the, I put the pre-show on. I can't think what I was doing. I, th- I think I went upstairs. I thought if I watch this pre-show, I can't sit through six hours <laughs> WWE. So I thought I made the tactical choice. I thought I'll go, I'll sit upstairs. I just started planning my week, uh, my working week for a bit. And then I came down. And Danny, what did I miss? I missed Edge coming out. Edge came out and speared Elias. On this day. I was shocked, me. I thought it's not like WWE to allow someone, do you know what I mean, in-ring contact if they're not cleared. Very surprised that they allowed him to spear Elias. They wouldn't let Rikishi, Danny, the other week, do a stink face because mm. they hadn't medically cleared him. So for me, that was a bit like, mm. <clears throat> although I'm not saying Edge is coming back, but I did. it did surprise me a bit. Yeah, I, I think it was, it was great. It was really well. I thought it was really well done. Um, just to hear that music again. Yeah. And uh, see him bolting out the... Um, Hitting the spear and that, uh, and throwing his pose. Yeah, I'm all about that, to be honest. Um, I think it was really well done. Um, yeah, I, I, I very much enjoyed that. Was there anything else that if people didn't watch the pre-show, they should check out, people like me? Um, no. no. Really. <laughs> um, Buddy Murphy versus... Um... Oh, hang on. Um, sorry, no, I, I tell a lie. Um, there, was, there, was, there was a good match between... Um, Alexa Briss and Nikki Nick, Cross versus the Iconics um, went down well. Um, Alexa Bliss come in, come out in a Buzz Lightyear ring gear, which is fantastic. You're gonna have to excuse me one sec while I cough. Fuck Apologies, I've had a really bad cough all week. I'm just on the back end of it now. So that was that was a fun little match. Um, the, they they retained Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Um, so yeah, that was that was quite fun. I definitely definitely give that a go. It was only a short match, but it was it was good. Yeah, I think I think that's when I came down when when that match was on, um, and then started watch, started watching the show. So the main show, Danny, was it opened up. Now going into the show for me, there was two matches I was interested in. Um, I've not been watching Raw and SmackDown, which I think helped my enjoyment of the <laughs> show immensely. 
Um, but I'd like kept in, you know, I'd watched the odd promo or whatever on YouTube. Uh, the Becky Natalia match, um, like interested me quite a lot. Um, they, they built it up pretty well. Um, it was obviously it had that interesting part of oh, it's in, it's in Canada. Obviously, Natalia's Canadian. Is Becky gonna get booed? Um, and I think the crowd really did help this match. I, I I'm gonna put it out there. I mean, I, I'm looking at I know like Grapple have got their own podcast, but I'm just looking at the star ratings on uh, their site. Uh, the average rating they've got it like around a three star match. I, I thought I really enjoyed this match. I'd have put it a lot higher than that. Um, it really, I thought it set, it was what your opener wanted to do. It set out the show nicely. The crowd were in, in, into, into it. It was a submission match, Danny, yeah? And people yeah. were saying to me, I was reading Twitter after this match, because you can do that for WWE shows and like the G1. Um, I was reading Twitter, and people, I'm reading, oh, they just went straight into going for the submissions. Um, there, there was no, like, 10, 15 minutes before feeling out process. It's a fucking submission match. In a submission match, yeah. I don't want people brawling through the crowd. I just want them to go for the submissions. Keep it simple. Submission match. Go for the submissions. Let's get at it. I enjoyed two, it. Two points on that one, mate. Um, first of all, I just want to say, um, it's not often the way, especially you, do this. But straight from the off, huge props to the crowd. They were fucking hot all night. And it was a long show from the, from the beginning of that pre-show. They were really, really good. It was nice to see an energetic crowd at a WWE event. So yeah. Props to them, first of all. Um, <clears throat> and no, um, that's, I mean, that, I, we can say that wrestling's subjective and that, but if people are saying that, that's not true. Um, straight away, Natalia was working on the leg um, for, for before any submissions were ever bound. She worked, she worked on the leg a number of times, really impressive suplex into the uh, into the ropes causing more pain to her then you know there was the um the sharpshooter which all right is a submission hold but it was around the uh, around the ring uh the, the, the post so no uh, there was there was a lot of work done to try and build up to that big submission not so much from Becky she did try and work on the arm a little bit but certainly from Natty there was yeah I, I enjoyed it, Danny. I think the right person won. Do you know what I mean? You wanted Becky yeah. to get a big win. Natalia doesn't need the title at this point. Um, I, I'm thinking, do you know what I mean? I, who let, for, for Becky, I think it's time. Obviously, Shane had retained the title. At, and Oh, sorry. You, you've not watched the show, have you? Um, whatever. It's not a big spoiler. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, but do you know what I mean? I'm thinking, call Shane up. Do you know what I mean? Get your Shirai up there. Becky Lynch needs someone fresh. We, I'm sick of... Do you know what I mean? It's like the same old, same old. Get some women from NXT there up is, there. There is a bit of a stagnation in the women's um, in the women's division on the main roster, isn't there? Not, 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 not Raw or SmackDown, but just generally. The, 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 the there does need to be, I hate the term, but a bit of a shake-up. We, yeah. we don't necessarily want to draft, but something needs to happen a little bit more, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Do you know what I mean? I want to see... But at the end of the day, Becky Lynch, yeah, like her, like her or not, she was the most over, probably person on the roster for the, I don't know what, the start of this year. Do you know what I mean? And obviously it's going to die down when you're having a feud with like Lacey Evans or whatever. The whole point should be keep her hot. Have a feud with Shay, Shayna. Do you know what I mean? Everyone hates her. Not hates her, but do you know what I mean? She she gets genuine heat. Have a go against Becky or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Say she's all Ronda's best mate or whatever. Something like that. I think that's the way that they should go. We need something fresh, something interesting for the women's division. This women's evolution seems to have sort of 
I won't say die because there was three women's matches on this show. No, but look, it's, look it's at the Ember Moon Bailey match. It certainly moved on, and it's looking for that next step. Yeah. Um, so you, the evolution's all good. The uh, the revolution, then the evolution, and then then what what happens next? And I think that's the point we're at at the moment. Um, and let me say as well, all the girls, the great majority of the girls on that roster, are really good fucking wrestlers. It's just they need something. Just how they booked. Yeah, they need something new now. You know, it's not just the girls' division anymore, and the girls' division or the women's division will sell. Needs proper storylines, maybe maybe a proper stable, um, something like a, a, not not like we've had women's stables in the past before, but an actual proper stable. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, we, we need something different anyway. We need to see something different from that. Yeah. Um, but. We move on to a match. I was actually genuinely pleased the way they booked this. Yeah, uh, Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. Keep it simple. Mm. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Ziggler, who, let's be honest, can sell ice to the fucking Eskimos. Um, that's how good he is at selling. Um, the way of the way, obviously, he was over within seconds. Then he calls him back. He's still abusing him. Anyone can get lucky once. Anyone can get lucky twice. He hits him again. Really, really well done. Um, it's what when when they're working these Saudi shows and they're bringing in, and I understand why they want to bring in all the old timers. The likes of the Undertaker and the likes of Goldberg should be working with someone who's got a high work rate, somebody like Dolph Ziggler who can make them look better. Yeah, it's it's like Danny. Do you know what I mean? I was I was talking to people before. I was like, fucking hell, I'd sooner have Goldberg against someone better than Dolph Ziggler. But at the end of the day, this was just about get Goldberg in there. Nobody wanted to see a competitive match. Do you know what I mean? You just yeah. want to get Goldberg out there. Have him. Let's be honest. He looked like one of the biggest stars on the show. Do you know what I mean? That shows how bad they are at building current people up. He, he, he is a star. He comes out. He beats the shit out of Dolph Ziggler. No nonsense. Baby face. Do you know what I mean? You don't have like, I don't know, like... Finn Balor looking like a goon, Ricochet looking like a loser, just fucking big, bad, old Bill Goldberg coming out there, kicking someone's ass. let's move on, that was what this match was, and it was good, I really enjoyed it, it was a great start to the show, a great opening 45 minutes to show, we had a really hot women's match, the crowd was so hot for Goldberg, and that, it put me on a positive, Danny, I was thinking, yeah, yeah I'm enjoying the show, do you know what I mean, I, I don't want my... Four and a half star matches. I can go and watch that in New Japan. Do you know what I mean? Go and watch that in New Japan. I just want, I just want some. La- it was a nice break. Do you know what? From the G one mm. of just having, yeah. Let's just have a nice fizzy drink, few coffees. Uh, I had a dandelion and burdock. I'm sat there watching, watching the wrestling. I just thought, yeah, it's fun in it. Do you know what I mean? The crowd are into it. I'm into it. I don't need to watch a fucking. Do you know what I mean? A barnstorming match. Just give me some. And yeah. That did its job, Danny. Yeah, no, I think uh, I agree. Um, I, I can I just say going into AJ Styles with uh, against Ricochet. Um, how how good are the um, how good are the t-shirts um, for the OC? Those new t-shirts, the black and red, black, red, and white ones, they look amazing. I think yeah. I really need to have to pick myself up one of them up. Um, I didn't really notice it, Danny. I it, well, it's, I think they're already they're going on pre-sale on Euro Store, so there must be a big demand if they're putting them on a pre-sale. Um, so, anyway, um, AJ Styles with Carl Anson and Luke Gallows defeated Ricochet. 
What's your thoughts on this one? A bit surprised by the initial reaction I just got. Didn't like it. Really? No, because no, Danny, for me, this was like, this was like, yeah, we're trying to have a, gr- a good wrestling match, yeah? Nah, it, it was just, it was it was a nice, good match. But for me, when I think of AJ Styles and Ricochet, I'm thinking they could go out there and have a fucking brilliant match, yeah? They could have the crowd on the feet, but it's in WWE. This ain't what I want to see in WWE. You're not going to give us a great match. The crowd didn't give a shit because of how badly booked Ricochet's been. It was just... The, the finish was great. Don't get me wrong, the finish was amazing. But it was just like, I'm thinking it's Ricochet AJ Styles. I'm thinking if this match is in the G1, it's going to be one of the best matches of the tournament. Instead, it's halfway through SummerSlam. No one in the crowd gave a shit. I didn't give a shit. It was boring. Didn't enjoy it. I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to say, oh, it's AJ Styles and Ricochet. It was a good match. I didn't enjoy it. I thought it was shit. There you go. I've got to be honest. See, it's very interesting what you said there because you said at the start, yeah, it was AJ Styles, it was Ricochet, it was a good match. And then to finish, you said, yeah, it was shit. Yeah, it was, it was shit, Danny. It's AJ Styles and Ricochet. I don't want to watch AJ Styles and Ricochet have a decent to a good match. I want AJ Styles and Ricochet to go out there and kill it, but they so, don't get to do that. So No, no but the, then, then... It was then a disappointment, pre- I'll say, not shit. That's, and that's fair enough. That was a disappointment for you. However, I think, what, like, taking a step back, trying to build it up, they're trying to build this up because the way the, the way the match finished, this isn't the end of the story. Um, so let's let's see where it goes. I think the one spot that was great was where Ricochet he sort of skipped off Anderson's, skipped off Gallows, and then hit uh, hit hit AJ on the outside. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Yeah, it was, that like, was, what well was it, a hurricane run or something. Yeah, um, and the way. The, the way AJ caught him at the end as well, I thought was good to go into the Styles clash. Uh, but I can I can see where you're coming from with that as well, mate. But I, I just enjoyed it. I thought it was a decent middle of the road match. Uh, uh, that's not what I want. I, do you know what I mean? I, it was a it was a match in a year's time, Danny. I won't remember. And I know you say like no, they're keeping no, the story going. Yeah, they're keeping the story going. They had a match at Extreme Rules, yeah, and they had a very similar match. It, it, it was good, it was alright, but it wasn't the Ricochet AJ Styles match we all wanted. But we all took it on the chin because we thought, well, SummerSlam's around the corner, the big show, they're going to go out there and kill it. I don't want storyline progression matches at SummerSlam, i.e. Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton. SummerSlam should be the show where we get the definitive winner. Not, you, don't, you don't build, you don't build. For, it'd be like building for the fucking EFL trophy in the FA Cup final. Do you know what I mean? It's the FA Cup final. Go out there and have a fucking great match. Don't build up for next season's pre-season tour of fucking Thailand. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, what that what, what, what uh, um, yeah, it could be building to maybe, you know, man. Oh yeah, what uh, you think WWE are gonna do a nine month story for this epic Ricochet <laughs> Ricochet AJ match? Fuck off. <laughs> uh, we can we can only see, you know, things will dip in and out. They'll blow it off on Raw tomorrow. Yes, probably will. Um, okay, so we're going to move on swiftly from this now. Um, go on to Bailey versus Ember Moon. Um, I'll be honest with you, very much similar to what I thought about AJ and um, Ricochet. Decent run-of-the-mill match, uh, probably in the right place on the card. Um, quite enjoyed it. Didn't necessarily have any bad things to say about it. That was it. It could have been a bit shorter. 
Sorry, I'm just tweeting Beth, Beth Phoenix. Beth Phoenix has just tweeted Danny. Who wants to see Evolution 2? So I, I've just replied saying, well, for me, an all-female show is a little sexist in 2019. They'd be kicking off if there was an all-male show, wouldn't they? So what's the difference? I, to be I don't fair, mate, there the was for about 60, well, 50 years. Uh, rightly so. Right, moving on, Danny. What were you talking about? Sorry, I was fucking... <laughs> so, Beth Phoenix, I was... fuck off. I hate her on commentary. Go on. She's, yeah, she's not the greatest, does she? Um, yeah, so we were talking about Ember Moon and Bailey Again, I thought it was a run-of-the-mill match. It was good without being without being great. It was uh, well-positioned on the card. Um, and yeah, I've got, I, the only thing I could say, it could have been a little bit shorter, but that, other than that, just a, a, a standard run of the mill match. Yeah, the problem was that it's a babyface versus babyface match is hard enough, yeah. But when the mm. challenger Ember Moon gets into the match because Bailey chooses her as her opponent, yeah. Then the week after, yeah, they had a tag match, right? And Ember Moon got pinned in the tag match. So that's how Ember Moon has earned this women's title shot. She got chosen by the title holder and then lost a tag match <clears throat> the following week. Typical think, uh... WWE. I think Corey Graves, to give him his credit, actually tried to explain that away as well as he could um, by talking about the time in NXT and um, how you know Bailey thought that she was that she was a real competitor and this that and the other. Um, so he tried his best to explain that away, but yeah, there was a, there was an obvious flaw in the in the situation there. Um, but other than that, as I say, I can't I can't say there's anything memorable about this match. Yeah, um, it's fucking boring. And it moves on to Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. I know you're a big Shane McMahon fan, the best in the world. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I didn't want him to go out there and have a 20 minute 50 50 brawl. There was loads of shit going on. Do you know what I mean? To me, yeah, there was questionable booking. I think Kevin Owens looked stupid at times. But coming out of that match, Kevin Owens wins. Kevin Owens is over as shit with the crowd. That is what you wanted to come out of the match. That's all I wanted. A fun match with Kevin Owens winning, with him being over with the crowd, which he was over as fuck. I know they were in Canada, but he was over. It did its purpose. I enjoyed it. It wasn't a great, memorable match, but it was fun. Do you know what I mean? I enjoyed it. I found it. Like I say, it wasn't a wrestling classic, but it was enjoyable. What's not to like about Kevin Owens? As a heel or a baby face, he's fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Shane McMahon, obviously, is the best in the world. Uh, he is. Um, that's certainly what I've heard. Um, so, after the, after this, it takes us on to, and I agree with basically what, what you've said there. Um, so, yeah, uh, take us on to Charlotte Flair versus Trish Stratus. I think I'm the high man on this, Danny. I love what? it. I loved it. Okay, match. no, I didn't dislike it. Um, I thought it was there to give Trish a goodbye match. I think it was a good match. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just think it was primarily there to give Trish a last match. And it was in Canada. I was in a big show. Um, and if that's the case, that's fine. Uh, didn't didn't excite me. Didn't get any, didn't get any feelings of oh, I wonder who's going to win. I wonder who's not going to win. Um, and Charlotte is probably my favourite female wrestler at the moment. It has been for a couple of years, so it's, it, yeah, I, I didn't feel much into the match. But it? it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. But that's just me, you know, bear in mm. mind, 
I'm not a I'm not a regular viewer of WWE TV, but I was looking forward to the, to to um to this whole card, and that was one of the ones that really wasn't you know right. But, See, Danny, I didn't watch any of the build-up at all for this because I thought I can't be bothered watching Trish do a scripted promo. But for me, I was thinking, this is pretty cool. Do you know what I mean? It's the biggest women's star of the last decade against probably the biggest women's star of this decade. I thought it was like a nice little... Do you know I thought? Yeah, Trish Stratus versus Charlotte's not going to be a classic, but it's a match I never thought I'd probably get to see. Didn't know I wanted to see it, but do you know what I mean? It's biggest star of one decade against the biggest star of another decade. I thought I I really enjoyed it. I thought Trish looked really good considering that she's not wrestled. I think her last women's singles match was in Toronto at Unforgiven 2006 against Lita. And I thought Trish looked good in it. That figure eight she was she put Charlotte in was great. Um the right person won the match. Charlotte won. It deflated the crowd a bit. I thought it was curious. You had the hometown hero as you would Trish lose. Then you had the hometown hero and Natalia <laughs> lose. But it didn't deflate the crowd. The right person won. I really, really enjoyed this match. I like. Good. I really enjoyed it. Good mate. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. As I say, it might might have just been me. The way I, I think I was drinking awesome. a, a Red Bull at the time. Also, maybe that ah. it gave me wings. Sugar rush. Um, also, at this point, I want to say this is when things started going wrong for me with the new network. I don't know whether other people have found this. I had it. However, it, the stream started um, buffering a lot, and then it started uh, going off sync, which I hate. Oh, isn't it annoying? Yeah. Um, and then when I tried to restart the stream on, on the um, Kofi Kings and Randy Orton match, um, it then sent me all the way back to the Bailey versus Ember Moon match, and the way that you go go through, especially on uh, Xbox One, uh, where you fast forward, it's just not working at the moment. It, it's it's working, but it's very delayed. Um, so this started really coming into play at this point, which was a bit disappointed about because um, you know I was really looking forward to the that, well to, to these top three matches. Um, but that aside. Um, Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. It ended in the double count out. It ended in the double count out for a reason. Um, now, you just said re- regarding the uh, AJ Styles versus Rick Shea match that you don't want to see storyline pre- progression in a SummerSlam. Now, I don't mind it in a mid card match. However, when you're talking about one of the top matches, I actually quite do mind um, you doing that. Um, so, yeah, ended in the camp house. What was your thoughts on this one, buddy? Well, I'm going to be honest. I loved, the f- not the few, because I didn't watch much from it, but the video package going into it, I thought it was great. Do you know what I mean? It, we knew why the match was taking place if we didn't watch any build-up. Do you know what I mean? It was all about Randy holding Kofi back all them years ago. Obviously, we all remember when he called him stupid. Um, so, yeah, I thought it, it made sense. I thought Randy Orton should have been Kofi's first feud after winning the title. Um, but for me, that story of, oh, you weren't good enough then, you weren't good enough then, Kofi, do you know what I mean? You're not good enough now. That is essentially what this was built around. And for me, the only right ending for this match was a Kofi Kingston clean win with maybe a Randy Orton tip of the cap after the match. That is how I think it should have been booked. However, WWE obviously want this to carry on. But for me, I'm thinking, Danny, we had SummerSlam last year. Now, you may remember an AJ Styles Samoa Joe match everyone was excited for. And that ended via DQ. 
um, because what happened was it AJ's kid was like involved, weren't it? Where Joe was yeah. going over to the mother, and I'm thinking it's a WWE Championship match, yeah. Like you say, you uh, really your second biggest show of the year. People say the Royal Rumble, but um, for me, SummerSlam is it's like. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, whatever we can debate. Royal Rumble, uh, it's right on top of WrestleMania, isn't yeah, it? It's so building to WrestleMania. This is, this is the big show outside of the first quarter of yeah. the year. This is the show where all your feuds that have happened after WrestleMania, for me, should culminate. Yeah? Especially your main event feuds. Um, obviously, they probably want it to carry on, don't they, for Hell in a Cell or something like that, because they've got all these stupid gimmick pay-per-views. Um but, yeah, I didn't like how they ended it. Um, to be honest, at the end of the day, if Kofi's going to lay out Orton with his finishing move at the end of it, just have him beat him. Do you know what I mean? Have him beat him. If you really want to have another match, just have Orton come out and just brutally beat down Kofi on SmackDown or something. We don't... You know going in, Danny, yeah, that the crowd are going to shit on the finish of the match. If you WWE title match, everyone is going to be disappointed with it. To me, it's just lazy. There's other ways to get a rematch out of something than just there going is. with a double count. I was lazy booking for a feud that I think is a good idea. Um, but, yeah, that's probably well, all that needs to be said. Well, I think with, with me, I've got, I've got to be honest with you. Um, first of all, again, the crowd went into this match. Yeah. Uh, there was the uh, Kofi stupid Randy sucks throughout the match, the, the, the Drew and Chance. Um, and... The one thing that did did happen when he basically looked at his son as he was about to strike Kofi, and then Kofi just got like dab strength, and you know went went to they got two of them got counted out after Kofi starts attacking him. Kofi then gets a um, kendo stick and starts laying into Randy Orton. Um, I don't think anyone bought. I don't think anyone bought Kofi as a badass with a kendo stick. Even in the crowd, um, he's sitting there in his purple pants with unicorns on or whatever, and he's smashing shite out of Brandy Orton, who, you know, he, 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 you, you look to look at him, you'd think he could throw a dig. Um, yeah. And he, he, you look at this fellow, uh, I just didn't buy the whole, like, sort of Tommy Dreamer, Sandman, badass Kendo stick. Give him a really good beating because he's fucked with my family. I think I, I, I don't get that from Kofi Kingston. Yes. I don't think the crowd did either, mate. No, I know what you mean. I think it. I just think they should have had Kofi win, Danny, then take the title off him next month. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he vindicated yeah, himself yeah. to Randy. Vindicated himself to the crowd. Whatever. Got his big win at the big pay per view. He had a nice little run with the belt. Now it's time to take the title. In a different route, but instead we're going to get this Kofi feud. Thought I was a proper scouse accent that. Give it to Brock, lah. But yeah, um, yeah. To be honest with you, that makes that makes the most sense. Brock is the champion. They're, they're going to have a big title match, aren't they, on the first night of Fox? But Danny, what I want to talk about next, Bray Wyatt. What a theme song! I love the remix of his new th- of his theme. Do you know what I mean? That was amazing. That entrance. It was very good entrance. I, want to uh, I was didn't know. I didn't know what to think of it at the start, and it looks the, the mask looks good, and the persona looks good. As you said, they've mixed the old with the new in terms of his theme song and the 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 um the, the video as well. Um, I, I loved it. Now earlier, I wanted to pick up on this. You said that 
they can't make stars of their own anymore. This is a this this is a remaking of a star. I just hope you've got the balls to see it through. Yeah, it's one of the things, isn't it? They'll do well for the first couple of months, and then it'll probably lose clean to Roman at Survivor Series or some shit like that. Mm. You know what sold it for me the first minute the lights went on and you saw Finn Balor's face. Yeah, yeah, that excellent, was great. Excellent, yeah. excellent representation there by, by by Balor as somebody who you know he's got the demon there and we're obviously going to be aiming towards that. But he sold it for me as soon as those lights come on. And it was great, really good. And I enjoyed the match as well. Yeah, it, it, like, it was a bit like the Goldberg match, obviously a bit longer. It was just, do you know what I mean? You wanted Bray to just dominate him. Uh, yeah. Balor's, it's all doing the rounds that Balor's taken a few months off, actually, you know, to heal some injuries. Um, so that also made sense that they had Balor just losing a couple of minutes or whatever it was. But yeah, it did come, its job. Come back, as, come back as Demon versus Fiend. Yeah, that makes that makes total sense. Yeah. Um, so we go into the main event. And... Yeah, I just wanted to say, Danny, on that, yeah, right? This is just another example of this Bray Wyatt match. Now, if you're just purely going off, I don't know, star ratings, uh, what matches are good, what matches should I want, then this is where it doesn't really work with WWE because yeah. I enjoyed that Bray Wyatt stuff more than pretty much anything on the show. And it, do you know what I mean? It, it, no one's going to remember the match. It was more the spectacle of it all, which I really enjoyed. Um but yeah. And this is why I'm saying I have a problem, and I've always said it with the star rating system. Yeah, I think it works, Danny, for like a new Japan. Do you know what I mean? Like in the G1, where I can say I you know I spoke about this grapple app before. Say, like for someone who doesn't want to watch every match, which isn't me, but say you want to look just for a quick guide, New Japan is basically yeah. about match quality, in it. It works. But with WWE, like I'm thinking, I fucking love Kevin Owens. Do you know what I mean? Beating the shit out of Shane, but it's uh, not going to be a four-star match, is it? But, no, no. But you know what I'm saying, anyway. Yeah, well, that, and again, that's probably why they as a company, considering how long they've been going for, have got, I think, one of the fewest amounts of five-star matches. Yeah. Um, that so, said, Danny, Brock Lesnar yeah. versus Seth Rollins, I've gone four and a half stars. Fucking great, weren't it? I Just really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. I, I, it's... it's Brock Lesnar, I, I, um, he's got, he's got his detractors, but I fucking love him. How can you um, hate Brock? What's up with him? Well, I think it, obviously the, the 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 first thing will be well, he only does suplexes, uh, or he only does suplexes and clotheslines. Great, that's all and I want to do. The thing is, he's a fucking amateur wrestler. I suppose that the mystique's been built up with me from a long time, and probably the same with yourself. You saw the original Brock, Brock Lesnar come out and fucking destroy people, and then we I, I've seen him go to Japan and have that match with Kurt Angle for the IWGP title, and he he, he done redone the um, the botch spot, and and then from there going to UFC, and then when everybody every pure MMA fan near enough hates pro wrestling. And he goes in, he wins the fucking world title and they all hated him. Um, and then he comes back uh, in a time when the anti-Cena thing was was at such a height and he comes in and destroys Cena. And he is, to me, the typical, the atypical heavyweight champion. That's what I want there. Yeah. But I can understand why people don't like him as well. But it was a great match. Seth Rollins... Um, probably one of the best all-round performers um, 
in the world now, along with Will Ospreay. Oh, um, piss off. Are you, so you trying to wind me up? Yeah, no, I, I honestly do believe it. Seth Rollins, Will Ospreay, I think they could have any match with anyone. Well, um, Seth Rollins, Baron Corbin. That was shit. <clears throat> I, don't think, I, I don't think Will Ospreay could have a, a decent match with Baron What about Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose last year? What about Seth Rollins against Dolph Ziggler a year yeah. ago? What about that ticket in White Wolf you made me sit through? Um, with, with oh, that's Ospreay. great, Matt. Oh, fuck off. What, Osprey uh, against A-Kid? That was a great match. Um, fuck off. No, but Osprey has had times where he hasn't had great matches. And not recently. Um, but Seth Rollins, is for what he is... This is his only good match from this year, mate. No, it isn't. Name, you, name more. Go on. Well, you know I'm not going to name more, more because I can't remember yeah, things. There isn't any. There isn't no, any. Seth Rollins no. is great at times. Seth Rollins is very hit and miss for me. I don't believe that to be the case. Every time I see him, I enjoy him. Yeah. So there, there we go. I mean, don't take... Don't Sounds take like a cheap prostitute to me. Uh, well, maybe so. Um, and I've known a few <laughs> of them over myself. Um, but... Every time I watch Seth, I enjoy him. Um, yeah, he was great in this match, to be fair. You know, so let, let's give him a bit of a break, mate. Come on. Um, but yeah, great match. Really enjoyed it. Um, like the finish as well. Um, where did you see Brock going now? I don't know. It's tough, isn't it? Because I was thinking, going into the match, Danny, I thought, is Seth really the guy that you want to go over Lesnar clean again? To me, if you're going over Lesnar twice, pretty much clean then you're going to be basing your show around him for the next six months, you'd like to think. So I, I'm i not sure where, where you go with Lesnar. I think what you do, Danny, you don't have him... If it was me, I wouldn't have him on any shows now for about two months, yeah? Put him on SmackDown on the debut on Fox, have him beat Kofi for the title on that debut on Fox. Do you know what I mean? Everyone then forgot about this Seth Rollins match. I just... Do you know what I mean? I that's it. Move him across to SmackDown now. I think that's what I think that's what they'll do. To be honest, as well. Oh yeah, well, I'm always always hoping to see that. Can that you pay, pay off with Samoa Joe? Yeah, that, that was. It doesn't have to come from anywhere. It's just they need to go head to head. They book Joe like such shit, Danny. Do you know what I mean? Is I'm not sure if they're gonna. That's gonna happen. Uh, Joe yeah. just loses and loses. But uh, back to, to the match. Do you know what was great, Danny? Right, and yeah. I was going to this match, and I was thinking, "Fuck Seth Rollins, don't like him." The, the, the whole bank balance thing that he said really just made me think you. Could... And he apologised for that to be. Oh fair. well, it's all right. I'll just go and rob an old woman shopping. But as long as I apologise, hey. Anyway, um, that's different circumstances. Well, don't be Right. So basically, yeah. So this match, I'm going in, and I'm thinking, "Fuck off, Rollins." Right, and he did a great job. I honestly was fine with him winning the match. He just did. They, they had the great. They remind. Do you know what? I know he was like, "Oh, Rollins is always great when I see him." Seth reminded me why. Do you know what? He is good. He is very good. And I needed reminded of that because I'd gone very, very cold on him this last six months because he's been shit for me. But he, he was great in this match, and it was nice to see a WWE main event of a big show, Danny. Yeah, where the crowd went dead. We were at WrestleMania for that triple threat match. Yeah, they were dead. Here, yeah. they weren't dead. They were into the match. They cheered when the babyface won, and we went off air. And it was a nice three and a half hour pay per view. They didn't go five hours. It was just nice. I enjoyed it. A great match. What are you laughing at? Um, which which match were you talking about when it went dead? 
the Ronda Charlotte Becky match was mm. death, wasn't it? Mm, I don't know. Oh, fuck says. off, Danny. Danny, fucking I'm hell. not going to get into that. It was certainly a reaction, but there was, um, I think there was confusion surrounding the. No, um, Danny. The, no, I don't. I don't think. Alive, I think I, I will. I will say that it probably wasn't the explosion that they were hoping for. Um, I see you see making a point, but I don't think it was dead. Um, no, I, I don't agree. Um, but then I thought you, I, I actually one of the reason was the reason I was asking was because I thought you were talking about the uh, the New Orleans um, main events uh, <laughs> with Brock and Roman. Um, and the reason I was laughing is because I actually ended up blaming the crowd for that match not getting over, if you remember correctly. Um, so, yeah, I'm sticking to me guns, fucking dickheads. Oh, fuck off. Well, anyway, <laughs> that, what a great analysis. I was thinking, can you imagine if I'm like match of the day, fucking Shearer, Lineker, and, what, and whatever and other knobheads on the show are just sat there going, fuck off, you prick. But, yeah. It's weird what you get with the show, ladies and gentlemen. We're not going to sit here and be nice, nicey nice about everything with, oh, what a great match. What a lovely match. Oh, he's great. That was great. This was great. No, it's not what we're about. Also, don't you dare bash Alan Shearer in front of me. Oh, Alan Shearer is a fucking hero. That is someone I'd love to go for a pint with. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Him and Lineker. Lineker, a bit of a dick on Twitter, but I like him, mate. (laughs) Well... Top guys, top guys, aren't they? What are you looking forward to this week, mate? Are you looking forward to the upcoming release of the Progress shows from uh, Toronto? Fuck off! I'm not <laughs> watching that shit. <laughs> Fucking Jim Smallman's done, mate. He's done. He's out of there. He's, he's not not yet. Not yet. Um, um, next year, any? I wonder what will happen there. I, I, I honestly, um, I hope it's good things because I hope he goes on. I think obviously he's going to WWE full time. And do you know what? Maybe we may see more of that progress where they brought in guys who were non-WWE guys, uh, indie guys and who were the yeah, top. Good but point. I, I don't know whether it will because Jim Jim Smallman was the one that was um that was certainly the, the advocate for doing stuff like that in the early days. Um so I hope something comes good just for wrestling fans. Um you know, because it's yeah. fucked at the moment. Fucking hell. Well, ROH are going through a bit of a slump at the minute. Um, and they, I mean, I, I hopefully want to get down to and, and address some of these things, maybe doing a, a separate podcast or something on me. Uh, um, you know. They did sell out Madison Square Garden single handedly a few months ago. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Um, but um, if we're talking about, talking about that, that, mate, let's not forget the. Uh, 30% attendance in, in, in fucking Dallas in New Japan. So let's uh, you know, let's take a uh, a good hard look at it. They've they I'm not gonna get into it now, but it's something I'd like to do a little, a little bit of a deep dig on hopefully I'll do a show in the next uh, next couple of next couple of weeks if we get the chance. Um, yeah, I was thinking Danny for a next show maybe. I know like you like struggling with work. Well, sorry for our listeners, we're basically talking about this on air, but whatever. Um, obviously we're struggling a bit at the moment for like time and stuff, but maybe obviously we're going to the copper box, aren't we? In, what is it? Two when is it? Is it three weeks? It is the thirtieth, isn't it? So thirtieth. Um... 
Yeah, there's not yes, a lot of wrestling it's... going on from now. So maybe we'll we should just maybe preview that weekend at the start of the week or something. So maybe two weeks time or something like that. We'll yeah, get yeah. a show out. Um, but yeah, obviously this bit of a lull period. Obviously the WWE AEW war is going to be starting soon. Um, then you've got the Road to Wrestle Kingdom coming. That obviously you've got the All Out weekend. But I don't know. I'm looking forward to a bit of like a bit of a lull time now for wrestling. It's been like. It's been brutal, really, since WrestleMania. It's been non-stop. I'm looking forward. Like you say, the football season started now. Um, are you going to get top six? You said to me seventh. I didn't know if you were taking. I would be happy. I would be happy with seventh. Um, if we're the, the next Everton, the next, if Everton become the best of the rest, and we get European football, and we build up gradually, it's not this boom and bust thing. You've been uh, that recently, at, though. Seven. Yeah, you you look at um. You look at the, the likes of uh, the, the rebirth of Atletico Madrid. Um, that's how they did it. They did it by getting into constant Europa Europa League placements, uh, challenging themselves against the good in Europe, and before stepping up and going to see the best in Europe. Um, continuous improvements. The the outside of the football club are doing really well off the pitch um, in terms of the commercial aspect. New stadium, rail seating, everything's good to go. Um, um, so it's exciting times being ever told but I'd love to have a cup run and all the Liverpoolians will take the piss but I think we really need to win something I'd love to win the League Cup at the moment um, if we won the League Cup and did nothing else and finished 10th and did, did that I'd be, I'd be over the moon that's how sad it is at the moment uh, but we do need to we need to win the trophy soon yeah um, are you one of these clubs Danny right that like realistically let's be honest you're probably not going to get top six yeah right and teams like Newcastle do this, right? And Burnley, they'll play in the cup competitions, right? They'll put a weakened team out. And I'm thinking realistic, maybe Burnley might this season. Probably not going to go down, usually, the last few seasons, yeah. And then it's like Burnley got to the Europa League, yeah? That is the pinnacle Burnley will ever achieve, yeah? The Europa League, it is, isn't it? That, that's their ceiling. Let's make no bones about it, yeah? And they probably used to say that about Leicester, though, didn't they? I know, I know, but this is a bit... Well, that was a move. Okay, okay, okay. Right, and I'm thinking Burnley in the Europa League. I'm trying to put... To me, Burnley are as big a club as Preston. There's not much difference. Same sort of size of... Well, we're a city, but whatever. Same sort of size, same support base, really, around attendance-wise. Do you know what I mean? Um, I'm thinking they're in the Europa League, yeah? And instead of putting their strongest teams out in this Europa League, they was like... Do you know what I mean? They was concentrating on staying up. And I'm thinking, fucking hell, it's the biggest, it's the highest you're going to get. Don't be resting players for the Europa League. Fucking go for it. For a Burnley fan to be in the Europa League is fucking brilliant. Put your strongest yeah. team out and see how far it takes. Look at Fulham. If you speak to any Fulham fan, Danny, they will still talk about the night that they beat Juventus and the night they almost beat Atletico Madrid in that European Cup final. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That is the pinnacle for teams like that. And then you get these teams and they're putting weak teams out in the cup competitions and in Europe to concentrate on finishing 16th. Fuck off. Uh, I don't like that. I mean, I can kind of understand it a bit more from Burnley's position because... Yeah, yeah maybe more. The, 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 the relegation costs them a huge amount of money. Um, but if it's people like us where, you know, it's either finishing between 7th or 12th, then let's go for let's go for the cup every day for me. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, different different people, different things. However, we've gone a little bit off topic here, but we look to get back to the, to you soon with some more wrestling. Dan, is there anything you want to end on? 
Uh, nothing really. Just retweet the show. Do you know what I mean? We're trying to get as many listeners as possible. Retweet the show. Give us a five star review. To be honest with you, if you've got this far, you've done well. Um, I was going to rant about people spoiling matches, but I, I can't be asked. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to shoot on people who look like Gary Neville if you hit him with a shovel. So whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, Danny, that's it. I hope you enjoyed the show, everyone listening. Yeah, we're back. Okay, listen, th- thank you all for tuning in. Give us a like, give us a sub- subscribe, and give us a rating. Thank you very much. We'll see you again soon. Sorted. Looks like Gary Neville has been hit by a show. <laughs> he does. I'll send you a picture of the gun.